Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Just on the 405, and I got stuck in that stupid Trump rally. And they boxed me in, and they're pointing at me and laughing at me, saying, Ha ha. Every night, I I cry myself to sleep over the fate of white men in America. White men have no power. White men, I mean, it's such garbage. Oh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. What a time. What do I was. Usually going to play for an open. We are going to abbreviate because we've had a career fatality <laughs> today and one of the biggest total jerks, jerks in media has just been whacked for doing what jerks do, I would say. <laughs> I'll stay away from that uh, that term. Oh, my goodness. What can you say? A, a couple of hours ago, I read, uh, I saw on Twitter... The Jeffrey Tubin of CNN, the CNN uh, legal analyst, I read that Jeffrey Tubin had been suspended from whatever publication he writes for because in a Zoom meeting they had uh, there were flashes of him naked, and so he, I read that he had uh, that. Then I read his like, apology, saying, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Unfortunately, I, I thought the camera was muted and." I had gotten out of the shower or something, and for a couple of clips there, they saw me naked. But uh, no, no, it is precisely the worst possible <laughs> scenario that could ever, <laughs> ever happen. So if you don't know this by now, uh, Jeffrey Tubin, the legal analyst for... Yes, James, this is a perfect time for you to come and talk to us about this underage child and while well, we're delving into extremely mature material. How can I help you? I'm just here to watch. 
Okay. We can't have you watch for this part because it's adult stuff we're talking about. We'll talk to it. Unfortunately, James, Jeffrey Tubin has made it so we have to separate ourselves from our kids for a little bit. <laughs> because he's such a moral arbiter on everything, but apparently uh, restraining himself. But I'll... Well, this is something we'll revisit in many, many, many. You'll talk to your mother about in many, many, many years from now. All right, uh, but I'll see you in a bit, and I will have I'll cook for you guys. Okay. All right, see ya. Okay, so Jeffrey Tubin is on a Zoom call. First of all, you should know that this guy is a total, total dinica. He has been a prize-winning jerk forever. <laughs> I just got this. Isn't I have this he random... the chief legal analyst at CNN. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. I have this uh, random cut. You know, I just we we're rushing. Um, Alice and I, she's going to be off to work. So, and I've had a bunch of, I've been working, working, you know, so, so I just grabbed, here's a cut of him talking to, he's on with Anderson Cooper and Chris Kobach and they're talking, um, about, uh, Donald Trump and trying to do voter ID laws and this and whatever. And Chris Kobach, who's an attorney was on there and, um, you know, expects to have a, a, a useful conversation with Jeff Tubin. It doesn't go uh, that way. I mean, Chris has devoted his career to stopping black people and poor people from voting. I mean, that's been your goal for <laughs> decades. That is, and, and, that you is know, an outrageous accusation. Well, it's completely true. That is well, I mean, an absolutely it, outrageous accusation. I mean, oh, so you, so if you are, if you like photo ID, you're trying to stop people of color from voting. Absolutely, that is outrageous. Absolutely. And by the way, the the vast when it, when this question is polled, the vast majority of African Americans approve of photo ID. So apparently, they're trying to do what you're saying. I'm trying. No, no, Jeff Tubin knows so much. He knows, you know, he knows. He's not only a legal scholar, but he can tell that your your heart is dark and that you're a racist and that you're a classist and. He knows. So when somebody goes on there, just say, "There's, there's nothing Chris Kobach likes more than than preve preventing black people and poor people from voting." It's a disgusting and horrid thing to say. But Jeff Tubin is—he's the moral center for the left. Remember, he's allowed to say anything. He makes—he uses uh, legalese to uh, proselyte. Is it proselyte? Proselytate. Proselytize. Proselytize. That's correct. That's correct. Thank you. <laughs> Proselytize. I actually, I don't want to use any eight words uh, around him, considering. Um, so okay, so anyway, you, so you get it. He's a jerk, and unfortunately, I want to say he's a jerk. I want to say he's the D word. Anything I say about him directly, artfully, plays into it's a what he's entendre, been. Yes, no matter what. <clears throat> There's no getting away from it. There's no getting away from it. Jesus. So Alice, since. Um, Okay, the dog is here now. This is the two children and one dog. Okay, everybody leave, please. So, uh, Alice, I was wrong about Jeffrey Tubin, uh, assuming that he, it was just a mistake. Zoom call. That said, by the way, if you're having a Zoom call, wouldn't you, one of the things... Like, I have a Zoom... I have a picture of the two dogs fighting behind me. <laughs> and I usually try to move my angle so a lot of people don't see that because it's an odd picture. It's, it, I just found it on the side of the road. It's these two pit bulls fighting to the death, apparently. So I try to I try to move that around, or sometimes I'll look at myself and say, "Wow, I look like total hell." And I, I have a shirt. Like we've all got the shirt, right? Like the Zoom shirt. Um, that's your dress shirt that you get your go to. Now, if you're doing a bunch of Zoom meetings or whatever, and um, I try to make it so that there's nothing happening in the background. It it Jeff Tubin has a far less 
rigorous, uh, <laughs> I would say, threshold for Zoom standards. Because not only should you be wearing a shirt and clothes in general, but I would say that using the Zoom time with a camera pointed at you, a camera pointed at you, I would say maybe at that point we don't vigorously try to pleasure ourselves directly into the camp. Maybe, maybe you you don't do that. And just think to yourself, well, I just hit the camera off button. That that should do it. That should do it. I mean, I mean, by if there's a chance a mosquito sneezes onto the under my computer and re engages the camera. It's the end of everything for me and all of my rest of my days, and I'm totally destroyed, <laughs> nuked forever. My livelihood is nuked. I can never be taken seriously again. But you know what? I have an urge right now a little bit, and now's the time to do it. What are the chances? What are the chances that I'm doing this thing right now on a Zoom call recorded on video with a bunch of people there. What are the chances that anybody's going to notice? I think I hit the button. I think I did. You know what? Let's just go to town. Here we go. Rock and roll. It's funny. All of the other Zoom uh, meeting attendees seem to have a horrified, shocked look on their faces. I wonder if that's related remotely to the fact that I am naked and masturbating directly into the camera right now. I wonder if that's a factor whatsoever. Well, that's what happened. Uh, that's what ha I can't, I can't freaking imagine. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry. I, I guess it, this one can't be family friendly. I'm sorry. <coughs> we won't, I've cut out swears and other stuff, but I, I'm sorry. What are you going to say? I mean, that's his, he was doing, I, first of all, a couple of things. Are you kidding me, you moron? And I, are you kidding me? I mean, what a, what a stupid, if there was ever, if ever an alien ship, or no, if ever the Death Star was like gearing up with a, to shoot the thing that blows up the entire planet, and they thought, you know what? It's not really worth it to it. Jeff Tubin's stupidity alone validates them totally destroying this planet. Can you imagine that? No, you know what? I'm a you know fifty-seven year old uh, guy who's who gets paid a lot of money for doing very little in my life. Everything is perfect. I'm allowed to be a total cantankerous jerk and and uh, and you know moralize about things and people and call people racist and this and that. And that. But I'll just take the chance here. We'll just take the chance that in a Zoom meeting where people where the where the disease has made people captive, I can't because one of the Zoom meeting participants I assume is attractive. I'm going to have to in my mind simulate being with her sexually, and have to play this out in an interpretive dance that will never leave the minds of the people who were witness to this thing. And will forever be ping ponged in their um, sessions with their shrinks till the very end. And I assume this thing, this video, will be around the world very quickly. So, Alice, um, 
incredible. It's I, I amazing. Thought, well, there's two things. One, it's amazing. It's, it's funny because this is the thing. As men, as men, you'd want to at one point say, time out, blow the whistle, it's here, and take the team aside and just say, guys, we're not, <clears throat> we're the most disgraceful and wretched of the two genders. I understand that. But we need some basic ground rules here so that we don't blow the entire thing up. One is just try to pretend for a moment that you're not an animal and that you're civilized enough just for long enough to get through a Zoom meeting. Just to get through a Zoom meeting. Why don't we all do that just for a second? Just as a matter of setting a foundation for our behavior. Maybe we shouldn't. Shouldn't we should hold off? Oh. Okay. Hey, 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 hey! This is a, the dogs now fighting. There's now a two-year-old. There's now a two-year-old, almost three-year-old, now in the room who's come in that my wife was getting. Now the dogs are fighting. Can you guys please get out? Whatever one of you. That's Dave who was on the receiving end of that one. It's it can go either way. Can you get out of here, Dave? Go. Okay, so Dave just got his ass kicked. So can any more can any more things happen, please? It's not as if this is a particularly, you know, uh, red hot focused show where we just have to convey information about one thing that's happened. The dogs are fine, by the way. They have about two fights a day like that. <laughs> oh Jesus! How am I not getting drunk at this point? This is ridiculous. Okay, Alice, I'm going to pass the ball to you um, for a moment and uh, take us through what happened. Not to, there are some sick people listening, so don't make it sultry. If okay, possible. I won't. Um, so I have a lot of um, thoughts on this, but um, first of all. Okay, first of all, have you been on a lot of Zoom meetings where a lot of men are doing this? No. Okay, right. Okay, so Mostly, either of I. Most of my Zoom meetings that I've been on are with like a third grade class, so no. Okay. Um. So, but, you know, we all have to go on Zoom calls now. We do them socially and we do them for work and whatever. Um, what part of the Zoom meeting so is, think, is is it appropriate to pleasure one? As, none. Um, okay. So, I have a rule. What about, about the part of the end when it asks you to rate the experience? I have a rule for politicians and um, anyone else in the public eye, everybody, about microphones. And the same thing applies to Zoom meetings. The microphone is always on. The camera is always on. Just don't do anything in front of your webcam that you wouldn't want to appear on the webcam, right? Like, yeah, but I don't think don't you understand say the anything minds. in front I of the microphone think... that you don't want people to well, end up hearing. That's right? another like, thing. Was this guy muted? Because I don't know if he was muted. So here, Actually, I'm gonna... well, you don't understand the the thinking of the tube. I think <laughs> his feeling was he could have win win because he was essentially having a virtual experience with somebody and she was so i'm gonna let you speculate about who it was too because i'm about to read off to you whoever okay. was on the call here um but but yeah i mean th don't do this on your zoom meetings we all get bored sometimes and want to mm. click away and like go see what's on twitter sometimes when we're on a zoom call but don't do this right. this okay? should be one of the Bad last idea. things this is not recommended so anyway right. so this call i have questions about this to start with but this is apparently what the call was 
Two people who are on the call told Motherboard separately that the call was an election simulation featuring many of the New Yorker's biggest stars. Jane Mayer was playing establishment Republican. New York Post tomorrow, election stimulation. Um, Evan Osnos. Who's Jane Mayer? Is I have no clue. Jane Mayer? Um, you can look them up. Is the one who had the uh, apes? I don't uh, You can look Jane. them up as they go. Jane, How do you spell Jane Mayer? Jane, M-A-Y-E-R. Jane Mayer, about to be much more famous than she ever wanted to. Um, she was playing the establishment Republicans. Evan Osnos <laughs> was playing Joe Biden. Just keep scrolling. Jelani Cobb was establishment Democrats. We know, Democrats. first of all, we should, lay, we should lay down the foundation. We know that Jeffrey enjoys a company of women and younger women than he. Right, because he got one of his colleagues' daughters pregnant, tried to pressure her into having an abortion, and when she wouldn't, then refused to pay child support until he was forced to. So now Don't let that uh, paint a negative picture for Jeffrey <clears throat> Tubin for you. So, um, so, Jelani so Jane Cobb. Mayer is 65. It's not No, her. okay. Jelani Cobb was the establishment Democrat. How do I spell her name? Uh, J-E-L-A-N-I... Cobb, C-O-B-B. Jelani Cobb. Oh, he's a guy. That's oh, not Jelani. Okay. Well, Masha Gessen. How do I spell that? Can anybody just have a name like Tom? <laughs> okay, Masha. M-A-S-A-J. H-A. Gessen, G-E-S-S-E-N. Okay, next. Not him. It's a girl, Masha Gessen. Masha Gessen, I see. Oh, is it? Isn't it? Oh, uh, yes. It was her. Uh, 53 years. I'm thinking too old for Jeffrey. Keep going. Uh, she was playing Donald Trump. Andrew Marantz was the far right. Sue Halpern was left-wing Democrats. Hold on. Sue Halpern. Journalist. 65. Nope. Um, Dexter Filkins was the military. And Jeffrey Tubin was playing the courts. Oh, that's it? That's, yeah. that's everybody? Mm -hmm. There oh. were also a handful of other producers on the call from The New Yorker and WNYC. Okay. Maybe that's who we're dealing with. Oh, well, who, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, I guess... So anyway, so both people who spoke on the condition of anonymity in order to speak freely noted that it was unclear how much each individual person on the call saw. But both of the people we spoke to said that they saw Tubin jerking off. What? Jesus, Alice. Sorry. It's what it says in the article. Don't say that. Jeez, Jeffrey Tubin made me do it. I have to go back and Sorry. The two sources described a juncture in the election simulation when there was a strategy session. And the Democrats and Republicans went into their respective breakout rooms for about 10 minutes. At this point, they said it seemed like Tubin was on a second video call. The sources said that when the groups returned from their breakout rooms, Tubin lowered the camera. The, pe Jesus. <laughs> the people on the call said they could see Tubin touching his you-know-what. Tubin then left the call. Moments later, he called back in, seemingly unaware of what his colleagues had been able to see, and oh. the simulation continued. Oh, so he may have had all sorts of... He may have had multiple windows open. <laughs> oh, man. Multitasking, Jeffrey, has its risks. Jesus. Oh, man. So, uh, oh. I don't want to see this, but I want to know... <laughs> so, Tubin... Tweets last year, 40% of Republican appointees to the Supreme Court have been credibly accused of sexual misconduct. Sean Davis replies today, 100% of CNN employees named Jeffrey Tubin have been caught on camera exposing <laughs> themselves to co-workers. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is tough. Uh, are somebody going to... Wow, what he did to that, that uh, woman who's... Wait, is that Jeff Greenfield's daughter? 
that he had. That it he was one of pregnant? his colleagues' daughter, so I guess it is. Yeah. Oh my God! What a dirtbag! This isn't that awful. What a dirtbag! You. Oh man, here's the editor's note in the New Yorker magazine where he writes. Jesus. The New Yorker has suspended reporter Jeffrey Tubin. Sources tell Vice it's exposed himself to. Uh, oh God! The New Yorker's David Remnick wrote an email to New York staffers: "Dear all, as you may have read in various news reports today, one of our writers, Jeff Tubin, was suspended after an incident on a Zoom call last week. Please be assured that we take such matters seriously, and that we are looking into it. Best, David. Oh." Serves them right for playing out election war game scenarios in their meetings. I yeah, mean, what like... a horrible meeting. At least it made the meeting vastly exciting for a moment. Oh, man. I can't even. The only thing I've ever done in the last six months on a meeting is mute myself so I could yell at kids or animals. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it. And that's not even been in, certainly not even this podcast, but that's, oh, Jeff Tubin, man, you make decisions in this world, my friend. It, the thing was, you know, much like Anthony Weiner, who had a similar downfall, but one, they were both big moralizers about sexuality and women's issues, et cetera. They were happy to call you out for being a misogynist and a sexist, et cetera. And both of them are just Cretan-level dirtbags. It's not surprising one bleeping bit. It's always been the wolf in sheep's, sheep's clothing mm-hmm. with, with, with these guys, these dirtbags. Harvey Weinstein, another one. Yeah. They're all the same. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. All right. Hold on one second. I got something happening here. I got a text from a noteworthy newsmaker, Alice. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> that's Jeffrey Tubin. He is in deep chemistry, and he is going to be done. D U N done. Sayonara, Jeff Tubin. You are a complete and total jerk. Uh, anything to add on that? No. As a woman, is there anything you'd like to say? Are you surprised to hear this? Um, I'm disgusted, but not necessarily entirely surprised. I, but yeah, I'm fine if I never hear about Jeff Tubin again, actually. So if you are a lawyer and a partisan, CNN will be hiring very shortly. And you can get your name in there. Couldn't happen to a better absolute and total dirtbag. Every night, I cry myself to sleep over the fate of white men in America. White men have no power. White men, I mean, it's such Garbage. That's him being sarcastic, talking about uh, Kavanaugh. Um, what's Kavanaugh's first name? Brett. Brett Kavanaugh. Laughing about Brett Kavanaugh having to deal with these uh, baseless, uh, baseless accusations a couple of years ago. Well, Jeff. Every night, I cry myself to sleep over the fate of white men in America. White men have no power. White men, I mean, it's such garbage. You know, there's a limit to the benefits of being a smug dickhead, Jeff. And uh, sorry about that, but you're finito. Sayonara, you complete and total jerk off. Bye bye. All right. So, uh, where are we next, Alice? 
San Diego schools. Should we look at the future of schools? This is happening in San Diego right now. So this will be happening. Or do you want to get to some Right. Else? We can talk about the San Diego schools. So they're enacting a measure. Um, well, let's, let's let NBC6 or whatever it is in San Diego tell the story for us. The San Diego Unified School District has decided to overhaul the way that it grades students. Board members say the changes are part of a larger effort to combat racism. NBC Puke. C7's Alexis Rivas spoke with two board members about this new policy and what it means for students. Remember that passes of five zero. San Diego Unified School Board members unanimously approved changes to how teachers grade students. Those changes were prompted by a dark reality. <laughs> a dark reality. You know, ominous. This is a mm -hmm. dark reality. District data presented shows teachers fail more minority students than white students. Maybe that's just a reality reality. Doesn't I don't know if there's anything dark about it whatsoever. Is it less dark if No, honey, the problem is the grades. If there is it the less grades dark are if, racist. More, if more white kids fail too? Is it less dark? A lot more. 30% of failing marks went to English learners, 25% to students with disabilities. By ethnicity, 23% went to Native Americans. Another 23% of failing grades went to Hispanics. What's an English learner? It means somebody whose English isn't their first language. And 20% of D or F grades went to black students. Well, that's straight up racism. Is that there's no other reason that could possibly The problem be. must be that grades are racist, honey. That must Compare be Compare all that with the just 7% of white students who received a D or F. It's not uh, fair. Uh, it should never... Um, so this idiot is part of the school committee, I assume, school board, whatever. I guess it's so, not yeah. fair. What do you mean? It is what it is. It's not fair. This no, is I know. Quick, guys, let's delete the evidence that we are unable to teach minorities. Like, because the problem isn't that we are terrible as a school and aren't helping the kids who need it most. That can't be the problem. The problem is that the grades are wrong. That's the issue. We've been that way, but it persists. San Diego and Unified School Board Vice President Richard Barrera says now. This moron is the vice president. This is my advice for you. Being a very successful uh, father of uh, four kids. Get your kid the freak out of that school immediately. Immediately. Get your kid, if possible at all, on a track to learn a, a trade somewhere. These people are poisonous, toxic people who are ostensibly there to help you who are going to ruin your child. Our grades will no longer represent a yearly average. Instead, they'll focus on whether a student ultimately masters the material. Also, teachers can no longer consider non-course material factors, like turning assignments in on time and classroom behavior into a student's academic grade. We're just going to chip away at all the stuff that goes into deciding a grade until we come to a, an area here where you're no longer failing. So none of the stuff you have to do or retention or anything is going to play into you failing anymore. So we're taking all that stuff away. Simply stand there and you're going to be not failing. That's it. That's that's what we're doing. And does that seem less challenging to the other kids? Sure, sure. But remember, it's not fair. There's something not fair happening in the school. I think this reflects, you know, uh, a reality that our students have described to us. And it's a change that's a long time in coming. One of those students is Zachary Patterson. Okay. Um, I'm not a violent person, but... Zachary Patterson and myself um, are not okay with each other. 
I don't like this kid. I don't like his attitude. I don't like his know it all list. I don't like the way he carries himself. I don't like you know who he is? No, I'm not gonna say I I, I he reminds me of maybe how a young Jeff Tubin would have been. I know a lot of my friends and students all across our district are excited about this. A school board student member and 11th grader at University City High School. And especially in the time of COVID right now, we're seeing that the inequities in our communities <laughs> are so strong. And it is not fair of us. Could you imagine producing this little moron? I know he's only in 11th grade and I shouldn't be yelling at him, but he doesn't know I'm talking about him, okay? To put forth policies that only cater to the students that are able to meet these requirements. That's right. So shut it all down. This is no longer a place where we develop curriculum and we, uh, you know, put together a, a course and a pipeline that enhances a person on many, many levels. No. No, this is a place to mint fairness, and that's what we're minting right now. He says he's seen some of those inequities firsthand and hopes this grading system revamp will work to correct that. This kid, it's already he's only in high school, and he's already going to be a non-productive, butt-sucky member of, of the citizenry. It's going to be a monumental shift within our school. What kind of shifts are going to be? Um... Zachary, I got a problem with the name Zachary too. It's, a, it's more about Z's than anything else. Jesus, Christ. what? It's going to be a monumental shift. Jeez, <laughs> you can imagine his humanity teacher must love this kid. School system, and that I do understand, and I will see at my own school, and every student in the district will see. Alexis Rivas, NBC Seven. Well, listen to this little footnote at the end. So student accountability measures like turning homework in on time and classroom behavior will now be factored into a student's citizenship grade, not their academic grade. Yay! <laughs> there you go. I can't read or write or logically think through anything or critically, um, you, you know, dissect any problem or analyze anything whatsoever. I have no common sense. I'm a moron. I have no skills. I have no uh, no ability to process information and use you know whatever you know answer I come up with as a, a pathway to a, bar a brighter future, either immediately or long term, and that's my new life. But I can be a good citizen generally. There you go. Yay! Good going, San Diego School District. Good going. Listening to this moron. I know a lot of my friends and. As as you don't have a lot of friends, Zachary <laughs> Patterson. I'm sorry. I don't want to beat up on this kid, but I don't like him at all. And so I do. All across our district are excited about this. And right. All the kids you know are all excited about this. We're, we're all excited about this. We're all excited about Kamala and their, the yard signs we have. And we're all excited about, you know, that that we're, that Pride Week is, is something that we talk about in school. And we're all... Especially in the time of COVID right now, we're seeing that the inequities in our community... Holy Jesus. are so strong. Maybe I shouldn't breathe into the microphone like that, considering it's so <laughs> okay, close to Jeffrey. Jeffrey. I know. <laughs> Jesus. Alright, Bill. And the sunlight hurts my eyes. I'm gonna shake it off. Jesus, there's another thing I can't say. Something without Zachary Patterson, go away. I'm not listening to you. There's heavy on my mind. Then I look at you. And the world's all right with me. Joey, 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 Joey
anything that old man biden could tell me let's say you know what old man biden do you have any um any advice is there anything a, a ditty or uh something that you remember that that maybe that jeffrey tubin could use um you know to to a bit of sage advice to get him out of this uh seemingly significant rut in his career my grandfather finnegan joey remember nobody Nobody's better than you. You can do anything. Right. As long, by the way, asterisk, except for masturbate on a Zoom meeting, but never do that, Joey. <laughs> Other than that, Grandfather Finnegan envisioned many different pitfalls in life. He just thought that you'd be smart enough not to do that. How about grandmother? Maybe this is something better suited for her. Joey, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Ugh. Well, we know his... Uh, his hands weren't idle anyway, and I assume that his mind wasn't idle, unfortunately, for the, the disadvantage of everybody on that call. Anybody else? My dad used to say the measure of man or woman not what wasn't whether they got knocked down, but how quickly they got up. Apparently, Jeffrey Tubin got up, which cost him his uh, career. So anything about Zach Patterson you'd like to continue talking about? I know a lot of my friends and students all across our district are excited about this. And especially in the time of COVID right now, we're seeing that the inequities in our communities oh, are so strong. And it is not fair of us to put forth policies that only cater you to dumb the students little that are- Can you, I can't, okay. This whole thing bothers me so much because the implication that the reason why uh, minorities are doing worse in school is somehow because we were grading them on their schoolwork is so insane. And just, I mean- First of all, usually like participation grades and credit for handing things in on time, like usually those things actually benefit students who might not do as well in the class. Like they actually help out the students who don't do as well. And so now you're saying that you can't take into account how they do the whole school year. You're only going to grade on like whether or not they got it by the end of the year. So but. Like we had this frustration because we had our kids report cards come home last year and they were um, graded this way where it was like based on mastery. So and the problem is that like you have no idea if your kid's doing what they're supposed to be doing. You know, you have no idea if your kid's doing okay in school. Like normally back in the day, you would come home and if you failed your math test, your parents would be like, what the heck? And call up the school and try and figure out if you needed to go in for extra help or have extra homework assignments or a tutor to catch up or something, right? Like, because the grade is a red flag that something's wrong and you need course correction. (laughs) So if you're not allowed to grade on anything that's happening the whole year, like, where do you get the indicator that your kid's not keeping up? Well, Zachary Patterson's friends will let us know. But that's the problem is that there's no accountability for the schools and the teachers. I'm going to assume that probably part of the reason why minorities do worse, especially in the time of COVID, quote unquote, is because the schools aren't doing their job and actually teaching kids and kids who are already advantaged by having parents who will hire tutors or get extra homework help or whatever. Like those kids are still going to do okay no matter what. But when the school drops the ball, then you know, the kids that don't have the resources, whose parents are out of the house working and are just leaving them at home alone with a remote learning 
computer, the, those kids are the ones that are going to fall behind. Like we saw this in Boston. There was like 100,000 kids in Boston that just never logged into remote <laughs> learning all the month of May. So like that's that's the schools letting down. The, the bad grade is a reflection that the school messed up. So it can't be that they somehow didn't teach the minority kids anything because they're terrible at their job. That can't possibly. The problem is just that grades are racist. So now we're just going to do away with that. Like, how does that help the minority kids that were failing in school? Right. And you hear more and more people say that, unfortunately, the black dropout rate rate for college is through the roof. So if they're going there unarmed with any of the basic fundamentals of learning that they need... That's not doing a service. That makes you, Zachary Patterson, and his, and his BLM white mom feel great about themselves that they ushered a green lit a kid through high school without having any of the tools he needs. That makes them feel good. Yay! Good. I'm a good white liberal. I'm a good white liberal. It's okay. Um, you know, but you're doing a disservice to the kid. You're not. You're only setting him up for failure. This is ridiculous. How ridiculous. It's just, it's obscene. It's obscene, obscene. But yeah, that's progressivism. Progressivism is uh, bad for women, children, and minorities. <laughs> Other than that, it's great. Ugh, I can't, I got to delete the Zach Patterson kid. I can't, I can't. <laughs> what kind of parent must that be? We've noticed the inequity. You just give me the rap sign? You can talk, Alex. My time is coming to a close here, so if you need me to talk about anything Can you stay else, past 7 or no? Not really. Oh, all right. Well, All right. What else should we hit before you go there? CNN? Trump? I like this I like this uh, Trump rally here. You know, and your state is doing great with the pandemic. Pandemic. They're getting tired of the pandemic, aren't they? Getting tired of the pandemic. You turn on CNN, that's all they cover. COVID, COVID, pandemic, COVID, COVID, COVID. You know why? They're trying to talk everybody out of voting. People aren't buying at CNN, you dumb bastards. They're not buying. <laughs> I know. I know. It's not good message discipline, but I'll take it all day. Just give me Amy Coney Barrett and him calling CNN dumb bastards. I'll take it every day. Unfortunately, what has struck again, of course, anytime there's a gathering of Trump people, they're intimidating Mexicans, and that's exactly what happened. According to actress Francia Raisa, uh, she unfortunately got caught in the middle of one of these Trump convoys in her car, and of course, it was a horrific situation, and she was victimized. I was just on the 405, and I got stuck in that stupid Trump rally, and they boxed me in, and they're pointing at me and laughing at me, saying, ha ha, and literally, I crashed. Because they wouldn't let me out. I was trying to go around it. And they're literally, he was like, they were all stopping and going. They boxed me in on the freeway. All I wanted to do was go around. And they were just being so violent. I could have crashed. I could have crashed. It was so dangerous. And I just don't understand why that's the country that y'all are supposedly wanting right now. Really? That's what makes America great? That's up. I could have died right now. That was so dangerous. Pointing at me and laughing at a Mexican. Oh, God, that was really scary. Let the record also show that she's recording this while driving in her car well, of but- herself. So she's I'm telling us that she's extremely concerned about driving safety. And, you know, she's making this video while driving. Well, but so. also, were they pointing at her? 
I doubt that they happened. They were saying, ha ha. Ha ha, you're a Mexican. <laughs> I think half the people Can at a Trump rally in, in California are probably Mexican. Yeah, it, it, there's a few Mexicans in California, I believe, and people of, uh, of Mexican heritage in California. Obviously, it didn't, didn't happen. She wants to be a victim. She's psychotic. It's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, unfortunately, Alice has to go. Or can you stay? Or you have to go. You're holding a baby. No, I don't want to make you late. You can do what you want. I'll take this baby home, Alice. I can do this. You know, I just remember what my dad told me. Right. Um, my, what about uh, your friend who voted at Fenway today? My friend who voted at Fenway. Oh, I didn't get that. I'm sorry. I didn't get it. There's a girl who sounds very Boston. I'll find it right here. You can find it. It's right sounds there. Sounds very Boston. And and I have a Zoom call with Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> Michael Graham says he's watching a debate and he's got a Zoom call with Jeffrey Tubin afterwards. Okay, let's see. This is the Fenway girl. Let me find this. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> what a day. Are you kidding me? Boston. Okay, the Fenway girl. Here we go. Drinking her Dunkins. Saying... Dunkies. The lines were long and the enthusiasm was high among voters at Fenway Park this weekend. I wanted to vote at Fenway because we've all been cooped up inside for a little bit and I got my donkeys and I'm ready to vote for Joe Biden, but I wish I was voting for Bernie Sanders. But it's a team sport. Saturday, Mark. <laughs> so there you go. The Boston girl uh, all over Twitter and it makes people very happy. And now there's unfortunately breaking news that she might have faked the accent, which is yeah, incredible. Yeah, BuzzFeed reported that she... Uh, exaggerated her accent to end up on the news for effect so yeah so that's horrific by the way the the boston accent thing then the other people loving this is why i don't like the boston accent thing because people in other states like bad boston accents as much as they like good boston accents and i don't accept that and i know that people say like why do people from boston care if you get the accent right because you're a jerk if you don't get the accent right you know just do it right, okay? I, Me and my friend Zachary Patterson are worried about the inequities in accents. I know a lot of my friends and students all across our district are excited about this. And especially in the time of COVID right now, we're seeing that the inequities in our communities are so strong. So, Tom, you have and two choices. Uh, here, First of all, here's a snub-nosed 38 with one bullet in it. It's in the chamber in the, on your, your desk. Or you can uh, spend 10 minutes with Zachary Patterson. Uh, I think we know uh, that I would need to be scooped up uh, within a few minutes. Um, okay, so uh, Alice, are you taking you Bolton kid? Yeah, I'm going to leave you. All right. Well, have a good uh, night at work. We'll see you. What? Two a.m. Three a.m. One never knows. All right. So um, we'll get to a little bit. This guy, the DNI for Trump, uh, Ratcliffe, Daniel Ratcliffe. I'm calling him. Is uh has indicated that the Biden stuff that the uh, the all the the um, Hunter Biden stuff is not Russian uh, disinformation. It is Adam Schiff, the chairman of the House Intelligence uh, Committee, who, uh, as you pointed out on Friday, said that the intelligence community believes that Hunter Biden's laptop and the emails on it are, are part of some Russian disinformation campaign. Let me be clear. The intelligence community doesn't believe that uh, because there's no intelligence that supports that. And we have shared no intelligence with Chairman Schiff or any other member of Congress that Hunter Biden's laptop is part of some Russian disinformation campaign. It's simply not true. So these are – I mean some questions are going to be, need to be answered. Some of this stuff is no big deal. The, the, the correspondence between Biden and his son on the text – I, you know, first of all, it's it's kind of distasteful that that stuff's out of there. You know, Hunter's a, got some issues. 
But there seems to be evidence there. And none of these are refuted by the Biden administration, none of the pictures or the emails, which got to tell you that the Biden administration probably knows what's in there as well. Um, the, him setting up meetings and in influential um, meetings with these uh, principals from other countries, China uh, and um, Ukraine, in trading, getting paid to hook his dad up with these guys. Not anything necessarily new in Washington, but that's not great. And if the old man, if Joe knew it, and he probably knew it, I would think he probably knew it. The meetings were off. The meetings were off of the official schedule, which is what you'd do. You want it? You've got to. You've got to. You know, kind of run to the little kid who's who's not doing well, and you want to help him out a little bit. And it's still a bad look. It's a bad look for Biden. Now, if Biden, if Joe was actually getting kickbacks, getting a piece of everything Hunter was getting who was just using his dad's post uh, to, to monetize uh, himself, then that's a problem. I don't know. We'll see if that if that's something that happened. I don't know. And I, I also just don't think, even if even if they had a canceled check from Hunter to Joe that said in the notes field, Dad, thanks for meeting the Chinese. They paid me a big money for, for uh, setting it up. Here's your cut. I, I don't know that that would move the polls significantly. Maybe it would. I, that, actually, that note would be a bit uh, smoking smoking gunish. But uh, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see in the next couple of days. Certainly, the media has jumped on this story like it's a grenade, and they are not. They are doing everything they can to push back to try to shoot down a story. It's interesting. You're shooting down a story rather than looking into it. When somebody in the media and CBS dared to ask Joe Biden the question about it, he was salting. Um, which I'm told you're not allowed to do anymore because uh, there's violence against the media and the age of Trump has made it okay, bad atmosphere, dark. But we'll see about that stuff. <clears throat> we'll see, we just don't know. We're, we've got two weeks to go now. Uh, Trump is out there. Biden's got a lid on his campaign still till Thursday. Are you kidding me? What's he going to do? What if Trump wins this thing in an upset? What are you going to tell the American people? Well, I mean, we essentially shut the campaign down in mid-October, so maybe that's why we lost. No, they're not even going to. Of course, they're going to do this. They're shut, they're, they've gone to a part-time on-call status for this campaign. But if they lose, they're going to blame Trump, Russians, Amalians, Claus, whatever. If they lose, let me tell you something. If they lose, I there is not enough Xanax on this planet and therapy animals on this planet to deal with the tsunami of broken blue hearts and minds. And that's too bad because it shouldn't be. This is politics, everybody. Uh, manage your expectations, okay? Jesus. Really? Were you guys going to act infirmed? Half the country's going to act infirmed for another four years? Like petulant jerks and infirmed at the same time. Uh, where do you do if you're Jeff Tubin? Where do you begin to restart your career? Do you go with the, the um, Costanza? Was that wrong? I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one, but it blew me away, and uh, he really is a jerk. That said, um, guys, come on. Come on, guys. We all know we're depraved. We all know that we are not. Ooh, looking at uh, Toast Pizza on on Twitter. Damn, that looks good. In a skillet, skillet pasta. Wait, it's a pasta dinner. Ooh, God, I'm hungry. I was losing weight last week too. 
Thankfully, I did. You know what I did today just to show that I have self-control, unlike Jeff Tubin? There was in the rotten section at Market Basket where I buy all the great cookies and stuff for the kids. There was a cake, which was like a cake made for 36 people on sale for 8 bucks, and I didn't buy it. That's called baby steps, folks. That's called baby steps towards uh, a better me. All right. I guess we will say good. Oh, no, I got to let you know. Guess what? In Trump endorsement news. Go, 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 that's right. Go, 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 50 Cent endorsed Trump day. today on Instagram. He saw the Biden tax plan and said, no bleeping way. So now you got 50 Cent. You got Ice Cube now working with the Trump administration on some criminal justice stuff. And Yeezy, who is a big Trump fan. Uh, that's Kanye West to you. A big Trump fan, although also running for president at the same time. He's also running. So the members of the hip-hop community now showing up for Donald Trump. He has done a lot of outreach to the community, to the uh, black community and minorities. And uh, and I think that's good. And he signed criminal justice reform stuff. I think that's good. I always hope that that's be, that would be something that his administration did. And that is good for all of us. We'd like that. And uh, we'll keep it going. All right. Hey, man. I, we got stepped on by Jeffrey Tubin's uh, jerkiness. So I apologize for that. Uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. This is episode 101. Um, we'll have a, a this show will be uh, four uh, on four legs instead of three tomorrow. Now this show was fine. I enjoyed it, but Jeff Tubin just you know he ruined it for everybody. Thanks. Follow me on Twitter at Tom Shattuck, Alice at Alice Shattuck. You can email me at WinchesterGmail.com. Thank you so much. We'll see you later. Say la vie. I used to wake up in the morning I used to feel so bad Every night, I cry myself to sleep over the fate of white men in America. White men have no power. White men, I mean, it's such garbage. I mean, Chris has devoted his career to stopping black people and poor people from voting. I don't know bad at all. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.